All righty. Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Podcast. I am your host, Julian, and today I do have part two of my conversation with my brother, Javar, talking about those Lakers. And today, man, we're going to talk mostly about the Kobe and Powell era of the L.A. Lakers, talk about the Swedish championship that we ever won, which was in 2010 over Boston. We're going to go in-depth about the roster, some of the guys that made their career playing with the Lakers and were nothing um, moving forward. Uh, we're going to talk about, of course, Kobe and Powell. We're going to talk about Lamar. We're going to talk about everything, guys. This is just a really great, really fun conversation. This was the prime time as a Laker fan. Had so many emotions through this. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chris Paul trade. We're going to talk about everything, guys. This was a really, really fun podcast. Javar, thank you so much for being on the pod, man. And uh, that's enough yappering. Let's go ahead and get to the episode. So, yeah, uh, 2007, 2008 season, you know, uh, like you said, that was a season where, you know, Kobe's damn near asking for a trade, or not damn near, he did. Uh, and, yeah, we, we, we pulled off the heist of the century, the greatest trade in the National Basketball Association's history. We traded Kwame Brown <laughs> and Mark Gasol for Powell Gasol. And this, this, this changed everything for us. This, uh, this this catapulted us ten years until something else happened that pushed us back another ten, but man, just 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 talk about the joy of getting Pal Gasol. Now I remember I was um, in tech school, like after basic training, uh, when I was going through military uh, training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just sitting there in the in the in the, in the dorms on the on the couch, and I saw uh, saw it come through the line on Sports Center that. Lakers have acquired Pau Gasol for only Kwame Brown and you know, Mark Gasol, who I, you know, I didn't know if he was good or not. Yep. And Jabaris Crenshaw, and I think maybe like a, another pick or something. I was like, "What? That's it? <laughs> it's over!" Like, like I, I was like, "That's <laughs> like that's all we needed." If we were a contender with a young Andrew Bynum who got hurt, and you know we were starting to tailspin a little bit, that's all we needed was like a Pau Gasol. Like he's perfect. He, he him and Kobe. Or will be perfect complimentary tandem. Like, yep. Uh, I was just so excited. I was like, "There's, there's no way we're not at least going to the finals." Like, <laughs> at least. I knew that was also the year the Celtics put that put their big three together, and they were, you know, running rampant through the league. They I think yep. won like 65, 66 games. So I was like, "Okay, we know they're tough." Um, but I was like, "Man, we, I think we can mess around and win the championship this year." And yeah, it was a magical run. Made it to the finals. Lost, you know, but took our lumps and came back on a mission in 09. Like I said earlier, that was just, it was beautiful. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. everybody was, was about their life. And uh, back to back in 2010, you know, it's funny when you look at look back on these, these rosters, these teams weren't that good. No, they weren't. And that's exactly what I wanted to get into. The teams were not that good. And none of those guys had a career before or after Kobe. So, <laughs> Like that, that proves that Kobe elevates his teammates because Sasha Vujicic, Jordan Farmar, Vladimir Rodmanovic, like those guys were absolutely nothing. And as soon as, as as soon as our time was up and they left, they were absolutely nothing. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, besides Trevor. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, even even yeah, I mean, our our like Pal Gasol, even like yeah, he, even he Pal. 
he had a good career before the Lakers, but I mean, he was looking like a, you know, playing with Kobe, he was looking like a top 10 player, maybe like a top three power forward. I mean, you got Tim Duncan, KG, I, I put Powell right there with anybody. I mean, yep. And Dirk. Um, yeah, okay, Dirk. So, okay, so top four, top yeah. five power forward. In a, in a time where there was, that was the age of power forwards, there's a lot of them back then. Yeah. Um, so, and then Lamar Odom as Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, you know, give or take whoever you want to say is the third option. Yeah. I mean, we weren't, our, we, our, our, our size and our length was definitely our strength, but man, you got to put some respect on Kobe for dragging these teams to, <laughs> to be, you know, ironclad championship contenders and getting back to back rings. That's a big accomplishment. Tim yeah. Duncan never got a back-to-back. He had more nope. teams, more more help. Yeah, so man, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I just when I look at the, I used to think, I used to go into the year feeling like we were going to win the championship. But it's just funny when you look like before that and after that, our teams weren't that good. Just when we line them up to the other contenders, other championships. Yeah, man, I totally agree. And w- one thing I want to talk about um, is Powell. Like. So when when we acquired Powell, um, I knew about him. I mean, obviously, you know, he was an all-star in Memphis, but I didn't realize how freaking talented this dude was. Like this this dude had so much skill. Um, and his his his, his little go-to uh quick spin move and dunk was money every game. Uh I felt like the only person that ever stopped that was Kevin Garnett, but Kevin Garnett just had Powell's number, he just punked him, uh, at least in 08 and 09. Uh, or 08 more specifically, but Powell was incredible. Like this dude's mid-range jumper was money. He could shoot free throws. He could finish with both hands. He was a decent rebounder when he wanted to be. Uh, he always used to get those tip-ins. Like I, I freaking miss Powell playing in a Lakers uniform. The Lakers need to do the right thing and retire his jersey because we wouldn't have won those championships without him. Uh, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like Powell was absolutely incredible to me. I miss 100% him. agree. And, you know, it's, I remember his last couple of years, at least online, a lot of Lakers fans was ready to get rid of him. It was blaming him for, you know, this, that, and the third. He, he you know, he got a lot of crap um, from the media and Lakers fans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even from, from Kobe sometimes. I know Kobe, he loved him to death, but he gave him a hard time sometimes. Right. Try to toughen him up or whatever. But Phil Jackson, you know, he, he got it from everybody. Um, yeah. But uh, so I feel like, yeah, he's in a sense underappreciated. Uh, but man, like I had so much confidence in, in, in him, man. Like, yep. I feel like, yeah, if he, if he had a mid range shot, he would, he would make it. How many times did he come up clutch? I mean, all the time. 2010 Ooh. Championship Game 7. I mean, him and he was pretty much keeping our team together, him and uh, Meta. Yep. Ron Artest, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, against the Magic, he was clutch. Um, in, in, in the 09 finals. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the guy to death, man. Um, honestly, I was, I was kind of hoping he'd end his career with us. This might be his last year, and he went to the Blazers. Uh, but hopefully it doesn't take too long before we retire his jersey because, like I said, he's the first Battle Hall of Famer. We wouldn't have won these, those two championships without him, those three finals years. Um, and Kobe knows it. Kobe loves him to death. He knows how much he oh, yeah. meant to his career. I read... Uh, Kobe's book, Mama Mentality, and he, he dedicated a lot of it to Powder Soul. So. 
Yeah. And yeah, so some of the other guys that, that we mentioned, you know, like Jordan Farmer, Sasha, Shannon Brown. Yeah, I remember Shannon Brown was a sensation for like three or four years when we were going to finals. Like this dude was in a dunk contest. He didn't marry Monica. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, for real, like, <laughs> like dude, dude was like a, like, you know, like somebody to look out for. And, you know, uh, sucks for him. But after he left the Lakers, he was, uh, is he? Does he is he alive? Like I'm just playing. But oh, yeah, so while he was playing in the G League, still trying to make a comeback. Are you maybe serious? He just, maybe he just enjoyed the hoop. I don't know. But yeah. Oh wow. And yeah, Lamar was awesome, and Trevor, man, I, I feel like I feel like Trevor, Trevor was was our was our ace in the hole, especially in that 2009 series. Um, he was the he, he was the main guy who guarded people like Melo and um, you know Paul Pierce and Darren Williams of the world. Like he. He was our main defender. Do hustled so much. Uh, those those corner threes were always automatic. <laughs> and he was super athletic. Like he'd be dunking on people. I'd be like, damn. Yeah, I miss Trevor, man. He's a guy who was pretty much on his on the fringe, you know, on his last legs. He's a lottery pick who's just bouncing around and uh, end up on the Lakers for the cheap. And um, I guess yeah, he's an LA guy. He looked up to Kobe and. And Kobe took him under his wing, and he blossomed with us, man, and pretty much turned his career around to a 3 and D niche. He's still playing today, still cashing these checks. <laughs> That's all his ring. He good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where is he now? I know he was in Phoenix last year. Um, I want to say Sacramento. Yuck. Yeah, I want to say Sacramento. It sounded like a two-year deal. Two year, a hundred million, knowing him. No, nah, <laughs> nah, I think it's like two year, <laughs> twenty mil, something like that, twenty five mil. Damn, Trevor, come back. Um, but yeah, um, uh, so I, I just want to touch on Shannon Brown. Like, yeah, he was he he was not that great in that dunk contest, but he's no. an incredible in game dunker. He was just oh yeah, yoking on folks, bro. Like doing the most incredible highlight. Play. Like he was uh, <laughs> between him and and really, really, he was doing more highlights than Kobe at that at that time. Yeah, like highlight dunks anyway. Dude was was getting up, um, and uh, you touched on Farmar as well. I remember having so much high hopes for Farmar when we first got him, but <laughs> it's it's kind of funny he stuck around to at least be a decent spark off the bench. But he's another guy. Once he left the Lakers, his career just fell off. Yeah, you know I used to think that Farmar was was serviceable for us. I mean, because Derek Fisher couldn't guard no damn body. At least Farmar tried, and he, he would hit his open shots. Um, and he was he was athletic too. Like he he would he would try to dunk on people. But uh, sometimes you you would have to rein him in because he would be trying to do too much. He was that he was that young point guard. He wanted to prove himself, I guess. But uh, calm down, sir. And um, please don't leave out the machine. Sasevichis was a beast. And when he dunked on Sacramento, that was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in my life. So, talk about Sasha, bro. <laughs> what year was that when he made those clutch free throws? Was that 2010 uh, or was that 2009? Probably, I think it was 2010 against the Celtics. Yeah, sounds about right. So, he's some, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a testament to, if you're a champion, man, like, you can be remembered for, for eternity. Yep, like, definitely. Some of these guys are, are like I, I mentioned earlier, just not that good. But like, we're always going to have fond memories of them because they were part of championship teams and they hit the shots when it mattered, or did defend it, or did hit free throws, or whatever they had to do when it mattered. And I, I just wonder if some of these guys, I'm about to go on a little tangent. Some of these guys remember that you know how much it's about winning and, and how much that really matters. 
But I don't think they do, man. I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think there are certain guys in the league right now that don't care about winning or they they have an illusion that they can win when they really can't. And I hate that. I like that a lot of, the, a lot of guys that signed with the Lakers this summer are about that. They wanted to come because they wanted to win. They wanted to be a Laker, all that type of stuff. Maybe it's just lip service what they want to tell us from the fans. But, yeah, okay. And, uh, sorry, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Lamar Odom. We didn't yes. really. We haven't dedicated some time for him. What do, you, yeah, man. what do you remember about Lamar? I remember that he could not hit a three-pointer to save his life. But other than that, Lamar was excellent. I think, I think you know, we, we talked about guys before their time. Lamar was a 6'10 point guard that, you know, I mean, well, obviously magic. But, I mean, in, in this era, like, Lamar was our primary ball handler a lot of times. Like, he, he, he took that playmaker responsibility off of Kobe. And he would he would run the floor well. He would run the break well. He had those super long arms, uh, so he he would always finish his layups. Uh, I I do remember him being not confident in his jump shot, which bothered me. But he was a great six man for us. Um, I, I I love Lamar, man. I, I hate that you know the the Chris Paul trade just devastated his life. But you know um, I have very fond memories of Lamar, man. He was an integral part of our team. He kind of played like uh like current day Draymond on offense. Yeah, sense. that's that's a good point. Yeah. It's, what's funny about Lamar is that he always went left, bro. Like always. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he had no right hand at all. <laughs> Definitely. But I guess that's that's how a lot of left hand balls are. They just so left hand dominant. Yeah. What about you, though, man? What, what do you remember about Lamar? Um, you know what's funny about Lamar is that I. You know how I mentioned how much I had confidence in Powell? I almost feel like I didn't, you know, I was like, Lamar, no, 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 no. Like, mm. cause just because just he was always so hesitant as well, it's just like, you know, he, he's, he's, he's almost out of flow too often. And, but with that said, he was so versatile. Um, when he, when he, They weren't able to stop him going to his left when he was going left. So nope. um, he played to his strengths. And once we got a, enough championship talent, it was like, you know, he was okay with Lamar, only took like six shots and ended up with 12 points and eight rebounds, five assists. That's a good game if you're a six-man and, you you know, kind of contributing in a role. But at the time when he when it was just him and Kobe, um, you know, and Kwame Brown, Smith Parker, <laughs> we needed him to do more, but he just wasn't able to. Or, you know, wasn't – that's just not his type of game. But right. he fit in nicely as a as – a, third, fourth option, sixth man. That was perfect for him. And he really found his niche and cemented his place. Man, he, and, he uh, played he played really well with Powell. He, he used to, he used to um, have those high-low passes with Powell all the time. He, he was really, played really well off of Powell. And with Bynum. I guess it's, yep. in a sense, we were playing him at the three for a while. And once we kind of learned he's better as a four, like as a, or as a small ball four, small ball five. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's when they blossomed. And he wasn't a primary option. He, like you said, he was more of a secondary option, high-low. He, he fit into that. He's just like a, in a sense, yeah, like a Draymond. Like he, or like a, like a, like a Lonzo. Like just one of those guys, that, a glue guys. Yep, enhances glue guys. The, his teammates, yep. Definitely. I totally agree. And uh, last but not least, Derek Fisher. You know, Derek Fisher was there for all five champions, uh, Kobe's, Kobe's championships. Uh, you know, when, when we brought him back, I thought it was absolutely necessary. Dude, you know, he like like I said, I mean, at, at this point in his career, he couldn't guard anybody. Like, every point guard in the league was on his ass. But Derek Fisher controlled the pace of the games. He controlled the tempo. He was still a really good shot maker. He hustled. 
and he he kept Kobe from going off the deep end every every time. So he he was absolutely necessary in my opinion. But what about you, man? Yeah, that last part was the key part. Is that he was a balance for Kobe and just a <laughs> leader in the locker room, someone yep. that uh, all the players respected, the coaching staff, Phil Jackson, everybody respected. And um, you know he's in the right place, right time. He would have the ball, and it, you know usually everybody when Kobe asked for the ball, he's clapping for the ball. They give it to him. Derek Fisher, he was just swinging it the other way sometimes. Sometimes yep. you just got to do that for the flow of the, you know, the offense, um, or you know, and you got to have that that cachet to be able to do it too. So right. Kobe won't curse him out or you know go crazy if if, if Derek Fisher does that. And um, you know that was good for sometimes swinging it over to let Lamar get some touches or you know Powell get some post touches, whatever the case may be. So he was, he was just good karmic uh, balance for the team, even though, like you said, he frustrated us because he couldn't guard nobody. And he, he was pretty limited on offense. He was just a spot-up shooter or, or, you know, pull up mid-range shots. Mm-hmm. He couldn't make a layup to save his life. He was just, <laughs> of, he was just flopping to people, <laughs> trying to get fouled. Oh, um, so, yeah. Uh, and it was funny, man. It, he, was, he was always so, like, swole. Like, what all, <laughs> all these muscles? And you, you can't stay in front of nobody. You're a point guard. You gotta uh, strong for. Gotta be able to shoot them threes, baby. <laughs> gotta, be able, <laughs> gotta, be, gotta be able to launch that thing. He, gotta it, be ready a, to steal your girl. That's yes. what it is. <laughs> Come on, man. That's messed up. Uh, Derek Fisher, you. Wow, Derek Fisher. <clears throat> anyway. Like a legend. Yeah, like a legend. Retire his jersey. I'm I'm for it. Number two. Nah, nah. <laughs> So let's 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 talk a little bit about uh, that championship run in 08, man. You know, after we got Powell, you know, we, we went all the way to the finals and lost to Boston, got smacked by 42 points in game six. That was one of the lowest points of my life. Like that hurt my soul so bad. I was just like, bro, like we are ass. Like we didn't compete. We didn't show up. We knew we couldn't beat them. So we played like it. It, it just it hurt, bro. What, what do you remember about that series in particular? Besides Leon Poe going off on us. Yeah, I only remember the pain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Leon Poe and P.J. Brown. Eddie um, House. Eddie House. Oh, my God. Yeah, all these role players were just killing us, man. Busting um, our now, ass. I, I felt like we, we kept uh, like Ray Allen and, and Rondo and, and Pearson and, and Garnett, all those guys mostly in check. It was just the role players. We just couldn't stop those guys, man. And they were, mm-hmm. Like they were just just, just busting us open. So was Antoine Walker uh, on that team? No, I don't think he no. was. He was in Miami. I think he was retired by then, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. But yeah, uh, his last couple of years was in Miami. But yeah, James Posey uh, or maybe or Dallas or something like that. Yeah, yeah. James Posey was on that team. Yeah, he was another one. Um, yeah, they just had those guys, man. And 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 you know, it's funny. A lot of championship teams have those guys. We talked about our oh, role yeah. players. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, they, they just had those guys, and, and um, I, it's funny. I was talking so much crap that year because I was like, "The Lakers is back. This is our <laughs> year." Blah 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 blah. Uh, and I, I just felt like we were better than than the Celtics. I just felt it, and um, well, guys just didn't show up. And Andrew Bynum was hurt too. He didn't play in that finals. True. Yeah. That uh, Trevor Reza was hurt. Yep. So um, we were undermanned, but. I mean, we were still good enough to compete, I thought. You got to remember, I was, like, fully believing in Kobe Bryant, too. So I was like, we, we got enough. We're here. We're into the finals. We're going to win. And, you know, Kobe did what he could. But, um, yeah, that they, they, was it the game six we lost by 
Yep. And, and in the garden, it was. Yep. Uh, it was humbling. I guess mm-hmm. the only thing is that I just knew we were going to be back. So, you know, I was I was hurting. It was a rough summer, but I was like, we're going to be back. It's not like completely devastating, or it's like it's over. Or <laughs> wondering if it's over. He's wondering what's next. Yeah. How we lost against the. Uh, Mavericks. Mavericks. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. So, so yeah. In uh, in in '09, man, we you know, like you said, we came back. Was on a mission. We 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 had an interesting playoff run. Now, I mean, you know, the uh, number eight seed that year was Utah. And they had Carlos Boozer, Darren Williams, where he was good, and Andre Karolinko, who was good. Um, but we beat them four one. Um, do you remember anything about that series? I, I really don't. Aside that Darren Williams was killing Derek Fisher. Um, yeah, I remember that. Um, I want to say we we locked down Boozer pretty well, um, and yeah, Jazz just didn't have nothing. They didn't have nobody to guard Kobe really. Karen um, <laughs> Lincoln. And, um, and I think I went to a game in that series. Yeah, uh, I think you may have. I think that was the year you were uh, you were in. You you were stationed out in Boise and you drove to Utah for a playoff game. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, I remember kind of just being spooked because it's just uh, a lot of uh, majority people there. <laughs> right. A lot of non-people uh, of color. Yeah, and uh, I was in my in there with my with my Kobe jersey. A bunch <laughs> of jazz fans. It was it was hostile territory. <laughs> yeah, man. Was heckling me a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. And I think we lost the game. That was like one of the few games we lost. I guess the only game we lost. Yeah. 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 Next series was Houston. Houston in seven. So I don't know how this Houston Rocket team was good. Um, they had Ron Artest, Yao Ming, Shane Battier, the liquor killer himself, Aaron Brooks. But I, uh, oh, and they had Louis Scola he used to kill us. Bruh, Scola. Uh, I don't get how Scola used to kill us. He was, he's one of the most annoying players i've ever seen in the league his game is so ugly and he would kill us with them little ugly scoop layups uh, yeah like he i i guess he was tricky but he would just dominate us man he always goes right yeah yeah and he wouldn't miss like his little elbow range jump shot was super it was crazy but yeah somehow that team made it to the playoffs and they took us to seven games i don't remember nothing about this series um i i, I think y'all got hurt other than that, I don't remember. I don't know how, like, what happened. <laughs> so um, they had a teammate on that team, too, but I think he had microfracture surgery that, that year and, you know, pretty much took him out the year. The Rockets in that era was one of those teams, that, like, man, if, if T-Mac or Yao could have been healthy at one point in the year at any time, you know, for the playoffs, they could have been formidable, but they just couldn't. They, they would alternate one year, T-Mac would be hurt. The next year, Yao would be hurt. Yep. Um. But they just kept exploiting our drop coverage uh, with Aaron Brooks. Like, they do pick and roll. <laughs> and we'd have ya- uh, Bynum or Powell, you know, dropping way back in the paint uh, to try to stop a drive. And then Aaron Brooks or whoever would hit a three or, or blow by a pull him. up or just blow by him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> pretty much just killed that. And, uh, yeah, for some reason they couldn't stop Scola going right. And... <laughs> And uh, they also they had I think they had Shane Battier on that team, right? Yeah, he was they did. Kobe Well, yep. Oh, they, they, uh, just, they, they were, I mean, like as a team concept, they were just kind of boxing okay. them in. And 
yeah, it was, just, it was a struggle. Guys weren't hitting shots. It was just, I think they thought it'd be easy, and the Rockets just kind of out-hustled them in most of those games. I remember that this was a series that Shane Battier tried to do that hand-in-the-face crap. Like, he, he he wouldn't even try to, like, contest the ball. He would just put his hand in Kobe's face. I always thought that was so annoying. Like, bro, like, it's not working. Like, stop doing that. You look like a little yeah, bitch right I, now. I think there was only, like, one game where um, he defended Kobe well. Like, Kobe didn't shoot well. But other than that, I want to say Kobe <laughs> averaged, like, you know, 30-plus 30. 30 on, yeah. on good shooting percentages. So, <sighs> so the next thing, Western Conference Finals was Denver. And this was this is a great Denver team. Kenyon yeah. Martin, Melo, Chauncey Billups, J.R. Smith. Um, this Melo was at the peak of his game. Dude cannot be stopped. I, I remember this series being tough. Even, even though we won in six, I remember like there being battles, man. What do you remember about this series? This is my 2K team, by the way. I used to pick the Nuggets. These Nuggets? <laughs> yeah. Chauncey Billups, J.R. Smith, that they're hitting. Hey, J.R. Smith is a 2K god, boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I dropped like 62 with Kenya Martin against against Hooks one time. One of my boys. <laughs> Come on, um, Hooks. <laughs> but um, for I remember, Carmelo had a good series, but um, Trevor Reza just came up with some big stops and big, you know, big turnovers on him. Um, yeah, towards the end of the game, I remember. Yeah, towards the end of the game, the end of the series. I don't remember... Um, if Chauncey really did much, Mm-mm. I, I, I remember uh, yeah, I George Carl wanted Kenyon Martin to start guarding Kobe. I was like, "What?" I mean, okay, yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really remember why that it was even six. I mean, Denver was just a good team, I guess, but I, I don't, I don't really remember too much about this series other than um, Kobe lighting them up a couple games and Melo had a. I think he lit us up one game or, or two or, or so, and that's about it. What do you remember? Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically what I said, man. Um, like, I remember Kenyon Martin was guarding Kobe and George Carl. I it was such a great idea. And I was just like, I mean, okay, but Kobe's he just dropped 40 on your head. So is it working? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, also, I do remember. Oh, go ahead. I remember Trevor Reza just was bombing away on these dudes. Like, Oh, also, wow. Like, he was hitting clutch shots. I'm going to say even Shannon Brown's hitting clutch shots. Our role players kind of just stepped up big. In that game six, didn't um, Pau Gasol pretty much uh, win on a game-winning putback? I think so, yeah. Well, I think – yeah, okay, so yes. I think – I know one of the games, Trevor stole the ball on, like, some weird Carl play. Like, they, for some reason, they threw it long, and Trevor got it. Um, and I, I do think Pau hit some type of – I don't know if it was a game-winner, but it was a, it was a clutch shot. Um, that he hit like a tip in, um, but yeah, man, I, I remember that 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 Denver team was was stacked. Like you know, all the guys I mentioned, I forgot they had a, a young Nene who was just dunking on everybody. He was looking like a Mari Stoudemire out there, man. Yeah, Chucky Atkins who was trash, but he was for some reason he was serviceable for them. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was a. I, I remember that series being being very tough, uh, and then you know going to the finals against Orlando. You know, this was supposed to be the Kobe and LeBron year. You know, this is the year they had all those stupid puppet commercials. I used to hate those. They used to be so stupid. Um, and, uh, yeah, it didn't work out that way. LeBron lost to the to the Magic. And he hit that one crazy shot. But they, they can't stop Hito Turkoglu. That boy was killing that year. And Dwight Howard was at the top of his game. Or Charlotte Lewis, ready for Austin. That was that was just really – J.J. Reddick, Courtney Lee. Uh, even though J.J. Reddick wasn't doing that on that team. But 
Yeah. Uh, you you remember anything about that finals? Um, I remember. Was it that game three or one of those games where where Courtney Lee missed that layup? Yeah, that, that was break layup. Yeah, it was game three. Yeah. <laughs> missed that, it bad too. Yeah, that was the only game where it kind of got squirrely because they would have won that one. Um, then it was like, okay, you know, Magic thinking it's a series. They're gonna try to make a comeback. And then uh, I want to say they we you know we dropped game four. Right. Yeah, we were up three zero, lost game four, and one and five. Yeah. So, you know, once you up three zero, it's pretty much over. So, we care <laughs> about that. We we wanted to come back to LA and win it anyway. I think. I think they were still doing the two three two. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because we did win that in Orlando. Because 2010 yeah. was the one year we won in LA. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that one was just like get it over with, kill these bums, kill them, get please. Them yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just so tense. I, I remember that's when Kobe stopped. Uh, you know, he, he was doing the jaw, the jaw thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we strut his jaw out, and he was like more tense with the media and wasn't answering questions really, or just you know one word answers. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we just we need to get it over with, and it was nice to see. Once we won, Kobe started smiling, and you know got got the guys celebrating. It was just it was a grind, man. Yep. Um, but we I just never I never felt there was any way Orlando was going to beat us, so I didn't feel threatened <laughs> by them. Yeah, it's funny. Um, two 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 memorable moments stick out to me in that series. One is that Courtney Lee layup. Uh, just, just how bad he missed it. Like I, he like completely tricked it off and threw it off the backboard. It was weird. Um, and the other is that uh, it was, it was in game. I want to say it was like game one or two where, uh, back in LA where Kobe and Powell were working off a pick and roll. Then Powell wanted to go one way and Kobe nodding his head, telling him to go the other way. And Kobe gave him like a little shovel pass and, and one, and it like sealed the game. It's like, I, I, I miss that time, man. It's simpler times. It's crazy to think that that was 10 years ago. But uh, great times. Great times. Those guys had such good chemistry, man. Yes, they did. Two-man two game. Two game. It was just unstoppable. They'd be talking in Spanish on the court so nobody can understand them, too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And then uh, 2010, you know, we, 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 we got a little revenge. But, you know, in the first round, we had OKC, a young OKC team that took us to six games. I, I remember that series, and I was like, "These, they are good." Like this Kevin Durant guy, his Russell Westbrook guy, this James Harden, like there, Sergi Baca, uh, Jeff Green, like these, they can play. Um, yeah, man. He's like these, these these dudes are coming. They're gonna be a problem. Right. <laughs> they are gonna be a problem. But I, I, I think that series, like they didn't have no answer for Powell. I think I remember Powell having a good series, um, and of course Kobe was dominating them. But I, I think. Like Powell was just at the top of his game, and they they couldn't do nothing with him. Um, and then we we ended up sweeping Utah in the second round. I have no idea who was on that team. Must have been another Carlos Boozer, Darren Williams team. Um, Hold on one second. I wanted to also touch on so oh nine, Kobe was playing through a finger injury the whole year, right? Yeah, I think he broke his finger actually. Um, or like or tore. maybe that was ten. He was playing on that. Was it ten? Well, I want to say ten. He he tore another one. Like he's going through the same uh, issue, and he he had a knee issue. Okay. So I want to say OKC. They were able to swarm him a little bit because he he was starting to his athleticism was kind of you know he wasn't a hundred percent. Um. So he he had a like a game or two where he he wasn't shooting well. 
Um, and that even leaked over into the finals where he's starting to get worn down. He wasn't shooting well in game yeah. seven and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that tidbit. Yeah. I remember um, and uh, so, yeah, we swept Utah in the second round. In the uh, Western Conference Finals, we had them Phoenix Suns. Now, I want to. I, I just want to take a second to 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 say, you know, I'm sorry, Phoenix. You know, if it's if it's not the Spurs, it's the Lakers. Like y'all just y'all just can't get over the hump, man. Um, I remember back being a Phoenix Suns fans, and uh, you know, Nash and Amari, like they 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 were always winning 60, 65 games. Like they were always so great that they would go far, and then they would run into either the Spurs or the Lakers, and it'd be over for them. Um, the Spurs just had their number. Except that one year when they had Shaq and Robert Ory did that dirty crap to Steve Nash and got everybody suspended. Yeah, they um, won that year. Yeah, I really believe it. But other than that, um, they they just didn't have a chance. I mean, this year the, this, this was the the Grant Hill, Jason Richardson, Steve Nash, Amari, like those those sons, and Kobe was just on their ass. Like <laughs> they, yeah, they they could never, do no Kobe. <laughs> yeah, I never believed we were going to lose to them. Yeah, they didn't have those. They didn't have like Roger Bill. No, that was earlier. Yeah, that was earlier. Roger was gone by that time. We had Jason Richardson. Yeah, they, they had Grant Hill as the, as the guy they primarily guarded. Yep. Kobe, right? Yep. Yeah. They, and, you know, he did his best, but it just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to work out well for him. No. Um, and then they had like Jared Dudley on those teams, too. Uh, I think he came a little later. I don't think he was on a 2010 team. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, you know, that was kind of their last gasp. It was. Times. Yeah, it was. After and, that, uh, I mean, everybody else, you know, um, uh, Amari went to New York after that year. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was, they were formidable. They were okay, but yeah, it just never felt they could beat us. And yeah, beat them in six. <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to say it was on their floor, right? Cause it was. Had, yeah. Yeah, we at home court. Uh, that was the game where Kobe was on the corner. Uh, it was on the wing, I should say. Game? Uh, I don't think it was a 50-point game, but he, he was hot that night. And he, he was on the corner, dribbling, dribbling, Grand Hill space. Pulled up for the three to seal it, and then he, like, tapped uh, – uh, what's the coach's name? Gentry. Damn, I can't remember. Yeah, Alvin Gentry. He tapped Alvin Gentry. He's like, I'm a bad man, huh? Alvin Gentry's just like, damn. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, poor sons. I'm sorry, sons. Uh, but, yeah, back back to the 2010 finals, man. This was this was everything to me. Like us us not only getting to play the Celtics, but beat the Celtics in LA was everything. Like it was it it, it made yeah, like it, it made two thousand eight okay. Um you know, but you know, in that in that two thousand ten series, like it was exactly what you said, heavyweight fight. I remember in game one, like the first ten seconds of the game. We're on our test and uh, Paul Pierce is uh, on each other and trying to slam each other. I'm like, well, bro, like this is game one. Like, calm down. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a battle, bro. I remember Ray Allen setting the finals record. Dude just wouldn't miss one of those games. Uh, I think Derek Fisher was guarding Ray Allen for some reason. So, yeah. Yeah, because we didn't want Kobe to chase him. That's right. We wanted Kobe on Rondo because Rondo couldn't shoot. Right. Yeah, and you know, Powell, Powell and KG pretty much canceling each other out at, at that point. Um, but KG was still money for mid range. I, I feel like this dude was David West status; like he just didn't miss. Yeah, he and, was for like a good ten years at least. He, yeah, he was just automatic when they had eighteen <laughs> Yeah, and they they had Kendrick Perkins to cancel out Andrew Bynum. Both of them were healthy for the entire series, except for Game Six. Kendrick Perkins went down. 
which in my opinion helped us win a championship, but I, who cares about that? You know? Um, so yeah, uh, game seven was magical. No, it wasn't. Game seven was abysmal. It was so hard oh to watch. It was... Say, it, was, it was so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, it was, it was crazy, man. It's like, what are we going to do? Kobe can't make a shot. What is going yep. on? Yeah. And we're on our tests. I'm sorry. Meta world peace. Did that little, that little, uh, jab step. And he looked, he was about to fall. He was like, I'm shooting it. He shot like, that thing. No. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. The jump went in. I was like, we in here, baby. We in here. But uh, what, what, what do you hear about that finals, man? I mean, definitely that moment for sure. I mean, I, I want to. Every Laker fan probably felt the same way. Like, no, oh, of course, yeah, no, 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 no. It went in like, f yes, no, no. <laughs> oh man, oh yeah, just. Um, I mean, that game seven, and just. You know, I'm sorry, I just feel like we always got to fast forward to that because it's just. It was just so desperate, and um, you know, Kobe wanted it so bad that he just couldn't. Like it was almost just like. Uh, just life's irony in its finest. Like he just right. couldn't make a shot, so he tried to do whatever he could and try to defend and rebound. I think he had like sixteen, seventeen rebounds and yeah, um, thirteen points. <laughs> <laughs> no, or no, had, twenty-one points. I'm sorry. Yeah, he ended up with twenty plus on like twenty-five shots, but right. you know, he just it was ugly. Um, and you know, Powell had a good game. Um, I don't remember how Lamar played that game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the series is—it was just back and forth, back and forth. It's just so many stories. Um, it was definitely one of the best finals um, you know, yeah. I've ever seen. We've had some good ones in the last couple of years, uh, but that was, have we? Um, this past one was really good. Okay, yeah, but the other three, not twenty sixteen. Yeah, I'm kidding, kind of. Um, and then to me, I really enjoyed twenty twenty eleven, even though. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then uh, the ones with Spurs and, and Heat too, or at least the first one. Yeah, went seven, but yeah. Um, well, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, it was just it was just. I, I, I wonder how it was to be an impartial fan and watch that series. To me, I don't feel <laughs> like I enjoyed it because it was just so stressful every day, you know, like every game. It's almost like a blur. I, I, I need to rewatch it. I haven't rewatched it honestly, just because it was just so much uh tension yeah yeah i mean i mean you know that's the that's the good and bad about being a fan you know like you you obviously you care but you know if game seven the nba finals against the celtics like you're, you're losing your mind you like it this this matters more than anything so yeah and that, that was also a time in my life where i cared probably a bit too much about sports like that 08 <laughs> finals it, it killed me I, I used to live and die with wins and losses and it was just too much yeah I know what you mean, man. So this this 2010 finals was Kobe's last ring. No, he ended up with five. So I just want to take a moment to uh, talk about you know Kobe's Kobe's best moments as a Laker. Um, you know, obviously some of them were before or after, whichever you choose. But I have a list of five moments that just stood out to me as far as Kobe moments. Um, so let me just read them off here. Uh, so one is the buzzer beater he had in Phoenix um, in the playoffs. That jump was just crazy. Like, Steve Nash and Luke Walton are doing a jump ball. First of all, he gets it, goes baseline, hits some ugly floater layup to send it to overtime uh, or, or to tie the game up. And then he comes down, Roger Bell and Sean Marion are both on him, hits a mean little hezzy 
goes to the elbow and just drains it at the buzzer. Just an iconic moment with him with him pulling open his jersey. Like I, I think I think that should be a statue. Like that that moment. Um, that's just that's just crazy. Another one was a little later in his career uh, when he dunked on the entire Brooklyn Nets. Like and this, I'm pretty sure this is the first year of the Barclays Center, so it's the first year that uh, the Lakers played there, and everybody was there, of course, because it's the Lakers and it's Kobe, and he just drove. Gerald Wallace can't keep up for whatever reason because Kobe was old at this point. He just dunked on all of them. It was crazy. I think he tore his shoulder on that dunk, didn't he? Uh, I don't like think so. A week, after, a week after that, he's out for the season. Oh, well, if you did, Kobe, thank you. Uh, <laughs> another one was uh, when he dunked on Josh Smith. I think this was in the regular season as well, but he dunked on Josh Smith nasty. Like, he just did another hezzy and Josh Smith jumped and you know for, for all the people that don't know Josh Smith used to be super athletic and he used to dunk on everybody um, but yeah uh, one is the garden bruh I remember watching that game in Madison Square Garden where he dropped 60 was 61 or 62 um, that was that was like the one time that I actually got to see him explode like that like dude was not missing and he was hitting everything like pull ups and of course, you know the, the the video that they always show is the pump fake and the spin and the and the jump shot. Um, yeah, that was just a crazy game. And last one has to be the finale, like just like you said, bro. Like that that final game, uh, that sixty point performance was just absolutely magical. It was a complete movie. I mean, you know, he was he couldn't buy a basket in the first five minutes, but everybody was on his side, like. That that entire crowd lived and breathed with with Kobe, and every time he made a shot, they were one hundred percent behind him. And uh, you know, for him to to you know hit a game winner to to bring us back when we were down, hit the game winner to score sixty points, like uh, <laughs> what else can this guy do, man? It was just absolutely incredible. Um, shots. Uh, who cares so about ironic. that? So, who cares so about Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that that's that's so Kobe. That's I mean who else would take fifty shots? I mean, yeah. So what about you, man? I, I just gave you my five. What, what about you? Um, so I had that as well. Um, had the eighty-one point game. Had the sixty-two and three quarters. That was pretty crazy against the team that made it to the finals that year. Mm, yep. Um, also have uh, that four-game streak in 07 where he had a 50-point game streak. Oh, I remember that. Dropped, dropped 65, then 50, and then 60 and 50 on back-to-back nights. Um, um, and then also got the gold medal game in 08 where – In Spain. The whole team – yeah, against Spain. Where, hey, Archie. <laughs> where the, the whole team uh, pretty much got tense a little bit and kind of looked to him to <laughs> take over. And he, he hit some, some clutch shots and um, – I want to say the go-ahead shot as well. He did, yeah. Uh, yeah, played uh, clutch defense and was a was a leader, man. Honestly, and I want to touch on that a little bit. You know, Kobe was the guy that, that had the rest of guys wanting to play on the Olympic teams. Once Kobe kind of got old and stopped playing after 2012, now all of a sudden LeBron don't want to play no more, and now all these, all these, all these other guys aren't trying to play. Now guys are just dropping out left and right. Yeah, people try to credit LeBron for for that, but LeBron always credits Kobe for, you know, um, being that guy to look up to and and kind of help make him serious about his career and his training habits and his diet and all that. Um, you know, after the the '08 redemption redeem team, 
and he came back again on 2012. So, I don't know. Pe- people, the media, for some reason, be trying to play Kobe for his impact on the game. and, and You know obviously. why. But you know players, why. The players love this guy, man. Yeah. Like, almost all the players today are, are Kobe guys or, you know, the younger guys, maybe LeBron guys. But um, the real ones, no. The, the players, no. So, Man, that... That, that that whole Colorado thing put a put a mark on Kobe's career as far as the media is concerned. I mean, I think, you know, obviously obviously fans and the players, they got over and they moved on and they still hold Kobe in the light that he should be held in. But the media, they they don't want to like Kobe just because of that. Um, you know, so I think that that's a major factor as to why he never gets credit from certain members of the media, unfortunately. But you know, everybody has their biases, I guess. Those assholes. Um, so let's go ahead and wind it down here, man. I just got a few more questions for you. Um, if, if I had to put you on the spot and ask you your favorite moment in Lakers history, what would it be? Um, I mean, it's got to be one of the championships. So I guess I'll just default to 2010. That's <laughs> what I remember. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was. I think yeah, that's that's my favorite championship, but. I don't know. One of my one one of my favorite liquor liquor moments. Um, do you remember in I think it was like oh eight or oh nine or maybe two thousand ten, where Kobe was like uh, he he had like a game winner in six straight games. Like, do you remember that? Like he against Sacramento against Milwaukee. Uh, it was against a few other teams: Portland, Toronto. Like dude, dude just hit game winners literally for six straight games. It was I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one a, of those one of those. Uh, Bankers off of the heat? Uh, no, I, I think that that was a Christmas game, maybe. Well, that was a December game, but one of those. One and in that run, it was like in February, I believe. Um, the, the, the one I remember the most. Well, there's two really. One is the one in Milwaukee where he just backed down whoever was guarding him, and he did a turnaround fadeaway at the buzzer, and we were all there. Yeah, we were all going crazy. And the other one is um, at home against Sacramento. Like Powell inbounded, he Powell inbounded the ball to Kobe, and Kobe threw it right back. And for some reason, Kobe dripped it to the corner, and they just left him. Like he was wide open, and Powell threw him the ball, and they like uh, whoever the coach of the, I think it was uh, Yeager, Dave Yeager, just you know, he, he immediately like as, as soon as Kobe caught the ball, he immediately just looked down. And it was like, damn, it's over. And of course, Kobe hits the game winner, and Sacramento just walked off the court. It was like, wow, y'all are trash. But uh, yeah, great stuff. Uh, do you do you have a favorite Laker that's not Kobe or Shaq? Um, so this one, I, I guess I kind of default to Magic because of you know oh. what he did for for Laker history and um, kind of helped turn the league around. Mm. Kind of just being the face of the Lakers for so long, even though he's kind of pissed me off in the last <laughs> six months plus. But um, yeah, either him or Doctor Bus for buying the Lakers and. For what mm. he's meant for you know the Lakers and and the league and the, and the league yeah so um, what about you? Those are good man. Um, neither one of them. Uh, Powell Powell's my favorite non-Laker. I mean uh, not Shaq or Kobe Laker. I love Powell so much, bro. Like I I really want us to retire his jersey. I want us to do right by him. Um, I, I I would love for him to in his career with the Lakers. Uh, he was instrumental in putting us back on the map. He was a multiple time all star with this and yeah, I, I I really loved Powell. Like he was he was he was definitely my number two on the team um for me. I mean Magic, that's just that's before my time. Like I, I never got to see Magic play. Um and in my lifetime he hasn't been that great for the Lakers. So 
Sorry, Magic. Uh, Dr. Buss, I mean, you know, this this guy instrumented uh, – uh, he, he was instrumental in every great thing that, that's happened to the Lakers over the past 30 to 40 years. So, you know, uh, he, he he deserves a statue, damn it. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's going to come eventually. Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you have, like, a, a favorite game that, that sticks out to you? Or, like, like, a memorable game, I'll say? I definitely do. I did not have one for this. Yeah, what, what is yours? I, so for me, <laughs> for me, and this this is it's not a good memory, but it's something that sticks out. It's when when Dallas in 2011, when Dallas was just on our ass and we just couldn't stop them. Like that that 2011 Dallas team was just ridiculous in how they picked apart the Lakers. Um, I mean, we 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 were just coming off a two time championship. Like we, we were relatively healthy. We had Bynum, we had Powell, we had Lamar Odom. We had uh, Meta, we had Kobe, we had Derek Fisher, we had Phil. We just couldn't do nothing with them. But um, when, when Andrew Bynum did what he did to J.J. Barea, I don't know why it took four games, but he finally decided to do it in game four. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was uh, that's probably the, like, the most memorable game that I've, I've seen like as a Laker fan because it, it was just unbelievable how they were just destroying us. And it was crazy that Andrew Bynum – did what he did because he he tried to kill uh jj <laughs> but yeah yeah so I, I do obviously remember that i remember in uh in 03 when we we broke down against the spurs and we were just like why can't we beat these guys we always dominate the spurs so they, <laughs> they finally beat us and it was like dang the dynasty's over kobe and, and fisher were crying on the bench wow and, yeah we just didn't have enough yeah um and in 04, when, we, when the Pistons picked us apart, I mean, that was so surprising because we were favored in that series as well. And, you know, that was pretty sad. So I guess I've had, I've had quite a few low moments when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to that. So uh, when, it, when it's over, it's, it's usually quick and, un, you know, you don't see it coming. Yeah. I mean, you ask the Warriors fans, it's like, wow, did they see it coming? This, you know, the, the quote-unquote dynasty being over like this? Like, no, it usually, you know, it's not injuries, but it's usually something just all of a sudden somebody gets old or somebody just can't make a shot or the chemistry just breaks or injury. But when it yeah. happens, it happens and it's, it's unforgiving. But you got to remember the good times because uh, it doesn't last forever. No, unfortunately, it doesn't, you know, as, as these past seven years have uh, shown us. But um, do you? Do, this is a this question now on the run sheet. But do you have a favorite championship team that that's not the Lakers in the past? You know, twenty, thirty years or however long you've been watching basketball? Because for me, um, it was probably that that Dallas team in two thousand eleven. I'm I'm happy for Dirk that he got his ring. Yeah, I really enjoyed that team. Um, I really enjoyed this this latest Warriors run. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I like. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, even Kevin Durant. I like how they play. Um, if the Lakers weren't in it, I was somewhat rooting for them. I was rooting for history. You know, I, I like to see dynastic teams in my lifetime, especially right. for, for guys who who treat the game right and you know want to win, want to be want a legacy. So I enjoyed that. Uh, I did enjoy that Dirk run, uh, the Mavericks run. Um, Ironically, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy the Heat that often, that much. When uh, <laughs> maybe because yeah. I was a hater. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch them a lot. 
Uh, really, I didn't watch a lot of LeBron. The only time I watched LeBron was when he was in the finals. Or mm-hmm. you know, uh, his last couple of years with the Cavs, I watched him in the playoffs. But I didn't watch him throughout the season like that. Um, and other than that, I mean, no, I don't enjoy any Spurs teams ever. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Spurs, uh, y'all suck. All right, man, last question. Will you always be a Lakers fan? Always? I mean, I believe so, man. Um, they'd have to do something pretty crazy for me to yeah. turn my, my card in. Even though, even though I don't think I can really do it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be a, I'm, I could, yeah, I'd be a fan forever. Yeah, yeah you know, this it, is... They give me so much, man. I, I Exactly. I to, yeah. yeah, this, you know, when, when, when I was thinking about this question, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I really have a choice at this point. I mean, I'm kind of too deep in. Um, I, 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 I don't know if, if I could devote my time and mental health to getting this investment into another franchise. So, like, it, it would just be too much work. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, at this point, I'm a ride-or-die Lakers fan. You know, we, we've been trashed for the past seven years. So, hopefully this year when we win the championship, I'll have more memories. But uh, now, now, there have been times where I just haven't watched them or they just piss me off. Oh, of course. Of course. Ain't nobody watching Robert Sacre. <laughs> yeah. That, that um, was it, that, that first year with Mike Brown when Phil Jackson left? So, it had to been 2012. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, yeah. 2012, 2011-2012 year. I don't think I watched much of it at all. It was just a blur. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Devin um, Ebanks, Chris Duhon, Kendall Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro. And then, and, then, and then when Kobe, the year when we had Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, that year pissed me off so much. After, after like, February, I stopped watching them. And it's a shame because Kobe was going off and just putting up triple doubles almost every game. But And I would check the box score. i see we win. I'd be like, all right, cool. But I just didn't like how they played. And, like, they wasn't a team. They didn't care for each other. I just knew it wasn't going to end up well. So it's a shame because those are the last years of Kobe's prime for he tore his Achilles. And I pretty much missed them because they, they pissed me off. Yeah, man. Um, you know, talking about, and I know I said that was the last question, but you, you just spurred something in my mind that we didn't talk about that's legendary and that, that we have to discuss. Uh, the Chris Paul trade. Man, the, the, the Chris Paul trade in 2000, was it 11 or 12? Um the the failed Chris Paul trade that the NBA blocked that completely devastated the Lakers. Um, it ruined lives. It ruined franchises. Um, poor Lamar Odom has been the same. Uh, I, well, I guess he's on the road to recovery now in 2019, so good for him. But, um, you know, the, the Lakers, that just completely devastated our franchise. Uh, Powell was never the same. Lamar was never the same. And it it just – it absolutely sucked. Um, do you remember where you were when that happened? And uh, I just want your thoughts on it. Um, man, I don't remember where I was, um, but I, I do remember following it at the time, and I was like, it's funny because I was like, I was like, man, the NBA has got to be pissed that right after the lockout, we're trying to get a move in with this trade, and we're trying to, uh, I was talking about rumors trying to get Dwight Howard as well, you know, trying to create this super team. I was like, oh, don't don't worry about that. I'm like, let let us do our thing. At least we're doing it. By trade, we're not trying to circumvent and you know tamper and uh, like how D Wade and LeBron did and you know form super teams with our boys and stuff. We're just you know, trying to build a team. We're trying to trade guys to do it. Um, but I just never in a hundred years thought that the NBA would veto <laughs> the trade. Um, I just never know. You know, it was 
It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's on one hand, it's kind of it's one of those what ifs. I mean, would Chris Paul and Kobe even work? I don't. I doubt they would work. I think they would choke each other out by year two. Um, <laughs> Maybe. And um, as as a fit, I mean, if Chris Paul wants the ball all the time and Kobe wants the ball, I don't know how that would work great either. I guess it worked somewhat Chris Paul and James Harden, but I don't know. Um, so at the time, I was just always wondering what they even fit on the floor. And then losing Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom, that would have been a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and like I said, you know. I, sorry. So I, I'll just say I didn't love the trade, but it was just like every all the moving parts. It just, like I said, it devastated everybody. Yeah. I mean, but at the time, Chris Paul was a, I mean, he was a beast. He was the best he point was. guard in the league. So, yeah. you know. I would have I would have been happy to get Chris Paul. I mean, even though we were giving up what we were giving up, but I mean, considering what just happened to Dallas, uh, we had to do something. And you know, we, we tried. We we, we swung. We, we to me, we hit a homer. But you know, like you said, the NBA beat out the trade. And I mean, after that, the Lakers just they just could could not recover. Um, it's taken us till 2019 to get a championship team again, which you know, I and I. I guess I'm, I'm sure as, you know, if any non-Laker fans are listening to this, you know, they're probably like, well, you know, my team has won a championship and whatever. Uh, Lakers fans are different, bro. Like we, that's all we care about is championships. So, you know, for, for, for us to not even compete for a championship for the past seven or eight years has been tough. But um, a couple of things have changed this season. We'll see. For sure. All right, man. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the pod. I appreciate you hanging out with me for as long as we did. Had some great conversations, great memories relived. And uh, we'll uh, have to catch up next time when we do the uh, Lakers season preview. Yeah, man. It was fun. Can't wait to talk about Carmelo Anthony being a Laker. (laughs) Speaking into existence, huh? (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Later. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Current Era Podcast. Guys, this was so much fun. I had so much fun this week talking Lakers basketball with you. Uh, me and my brother are going to be back, of course, once the NBA season starts to fire up, or once it starts getting a little closer. We're going to do uh, individual team previews as well as, of course, a Lakers-centric preview. Um, I try to be unbiased. What am I saying? No, I don't. I'm a Lakers fan, so that's who I root for. Uh, that's our root for, I should say, and uh, those are the ones that I enjoy the most. But of course, I do talk about the general NBA as well. The rest of y'all are just peons. That's it. Uh, Lakers for life. Lakers info. We will win the championship this year. I'm guaranteeing it. I guarantee. Um, so yeah, thank you again to my brother Javar for being on the pod, man. You're always a wonderful guest. Thank you to everybody that listened. Hopefully, Lakers fans all around the world enjoyed this pod because I know I have coverage all around the world, baby. Yeah, uh, hopefully anyway. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, See you on Monday.